Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, this is Alex. This is Alex Jones. Gosh, sorry, my uh, my impressions aren't very well in the morning when I've when I went to bed at what four o five, and it's now eight thirty eight. Um, I like to I like to. Oh, sorry. Ooh. Thank God I took another half of an Adderall. Thank God I, I broke I, I broke the other one in half to get me through tomorrow and then Sunday and then I have Monday off. And Monday is the day where I go and see my doctor, a uh, not my primary care physician. I don't see her till August, but I'd like to see her and say, "Yo." I got pressure in my nose and in my head. I need to see an eye, ear, and nose doctor. And I want my tonsils out. I know tonsils filter out like tonsils. No, they're not. They're not like the the liver of your fucking throat, but but kinda in a way. <clears throat> However, mine. I'm you know I I never had to get my tonsils removed because they never got. Infected with like, oh god! If you look up, um, I mean, there's a difference between having tonsil stones, which I noticed I started getting around 2013 or 14 when I coughed one time and something came out, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And when I when I, I, I when I took a little whiff, a whiff of it. Smells like halitosis, so I'm like, whoa. And then I started realizing that I always felt like when I would try to swallow, like there was just some, like you know, when you just feel like you're not getting a complete swallow, you know, you know that feeling where you just feel like there's something there, like, mm. and uh, it was similar to the feeling or the the sensation you get when you. Like, are going through, like, opiate withdrawals, you know? It's kind of this, like, this nasty, whatever. Anyways, that's when I was like, all right. Clearly, I'm not going through withdrawals. I've been off drugs for almost two years now. And, um, so, when I, I, I mentioned it to my doctor, and he said, well, do to, you know, because at that point, man, oh, my God. The trade-off you make from getting clean and sober is that you get fat. Alright? And that's an okay word. It's okay to be fat. Because there's always... I always told myself, look. If I really ever get to a point where I'm like... Giant. I mean, because my sister, she... She's the only one in the family, my older sister, that like... You know, had real serious weight problems. Like, not... You know, she was always heavy, always, like, heavier, but she played basketball and shit in high school, and, um, I mean, my sister just never, like, like, I don't know, my mom's, my mom wasn't, wasn't the type who'd sit her down and be like, this is how you put your makeup on, you know what I mean, it was just like, yeah, just, you're a kid, grow up, um, and also, my mom's always been a very hard worker and busy, and even when at home. I mean, I remember we got our first computer. It was so, like, <laughs> there wasn't even internet yet with this shit. We got a computer, and it came with a few CDs. One was called, like, Dinosaur Search, and it was pretty cool. It was, like, 3D, and you moved, you would be, like, walking around watching dinosaurs and shit. And then there was another one where, like, it was just this picture of, like, uh, a cartoonish... And these were, like, you'd have to take one CD, put it in, play the dinosaur game. To the 3D, virtual 3D dinosaur experience. And then take that one out and put in the other one that was literally just a fish standing on his football. And I'll never, I can never sing, you know, this... Oh, so like me, oh, 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 because this guy, would, the little fish would sing it, you like clicked, if you clicked on the fish, he would sing, and then fall into his, his little fish bowl, after he went, 
Oh, sole mio! Oh, oh, oh! And that was the him going, oh, oh, oh! Was him falling into the tank. So, even though that was what, 1990, like three or four? I mean, we were, we were still pretty damn young. And then it wasn't until like 97, I remember, because that's when I got into wrestling, like 97, yeah, 7, 98. And uh, I do remember being able, you know, that's when I started going through, that's when my little, <clears throat> my little dinky started tingling, going, hey, 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 buddy. <clears throat> Guess what? Remember that, remember that, remember like two years ago when you were in the shower and you were playing with yourself <clears throat> and you got that, <clears throat> excuse me. Gosh, it's like I, once I get over, get over being sick, I thought I was going to wake up today being even more sick again. Thank the Lord. Praise Jesus. I am not. Anyways, um, <laughs> so yeah, by 97, 98, my dick was like, yo, 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 bro, what are you doing? We know, I know you're a late bloomer and all. I know you don't have pubes yet, but... Remember two years ago when you were laying in your little shower um, for a half hour and your dad would tell you, Stephen, why do you take such long showers? And I would I would perform like concerts in the shower. Um, I would sing Neil Young uh, words. Words. Between the lines of space or something like that. And that was my favorite song forever until I realized that. That was, I think that was Harvest Moon. Wait, no. Neil Young had like uh, one CD called Harv- Harvest, The Harvest or something, but it may have had Harvest Moon on it. And if I didn't know that, then boy, was I a dumb little kid. Anyways, um, yeah, I remember like, I kind of remember my first orgasm. I just remember being too young, like... To have to to orgasm to the point where I produce anything, but I do remember like getting my my face got like flushed with blood, and my chest turned very red, and I felt like I experienced something something like I'd never experienced before, and that's because I hadn't ever experienced it. Now I've got to watch my time here because I want to be in the shower by it's eight forty six a.m. I would like to be in the shower by nine ten. So I can get to work, get you know, get ready. Order an Uber rider who's gonna take 20 minutes to get here, just to get a mile down the street. Um, but that's the good thing about working a mile and a half away from your job is you don't gotta rush, motherfucker. All right, so what was, all right? Um, yeah. So I was just talking about how, like. The internet, yeah, so remember, it was definitely like, I mean, obviously the internet was around, like, kind of, like, before, like, before 96, 97, but I just, for some reason, I don't, I remember, okay, the reason I remember, I know for a fact, that by 97, obviously, obviously, all you have to do is Google it, or I'm pretty sure I know that, I know this for a fact, because I would go on WrestleBabes.net, and... There was some crafty motherfuckers around back then. They would Photoshop, like, the current superstars of the day, whether it was Sonny or Sable or whoever the fuck else was hot and blonde in, in the 90s, 1997-1998 WWF, now called the WWE. And half of their performers, they do have... Um, half of the people... <laughs> Half of the wrestlers nowadays cannot say WWE. They're like, you. especially the returning stars. They're like, I want to say thank you to the WWE, the WWE universe. How hard is it to say to the WWE universe? The WWE, the WWE universe. So they, they just, I don't know. Maybe, hey, maybe it's, I don't know what it's like standing in the middle of a ring in front of fourteen to 20,000 people. On a Monday Night Raw, but I sure as hell wouldn't go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Kurt Angle is the way. He just recently retired. 
he lost his match at WrestleMania and everyone was sad. Everyone cried. But Kurt Angle is a type who you can tell he wants to be sincere. He even picked up, ladies and gentlemen, it sounds so fake. Because when Kurt Angle talks, I don't know why I'm doing that impersonation of him. Because Kurt Angle, I mean, when, when I remember when I first when I, I when he first came on the scene, I loved the guy because he was such a fucking nerd that I was like, I got it. I was like, no, this guy's supposed to be a nerd. They're doing this to eventually turn him into a bad guy because everyone is gonna hate this motherfucker. And Vince McMahon was smart like that. I mean, I think he did try to eventually bring him. I was like. The first ever Olympic, one of the you know Olympic gold medalist, and you know had these ideas of everyone going, yeah, woo, America! But in like 1998, 99, I'm sorry. Um, I think Kurt Angle debuted in 2000, no, 99 or 2001. That was a 2000 Royal Rumble or some shit. But he was already you know on the scene, and. Uh, you know, I'm sure Vince was like, everyone's going to cheer, but no one gave a shit about, you know, you're not going to recreate Hulk Hogan, Vince, even though he had Steve Austin, the complete opposite, you know, but um, it wasn't until Kurt Angle started going, the three eyes, I've got intensity, integrity, and intelligence, and when he said intensity, Kurt Angle is, when you look up the word intensity, in, um, the Webster's Dictionary. It doesn't show a picture of Kurt Angle, but it says intensity. Some when a a thing a, a thing that Kurt Angle is. I'm just I don't know. I tried to define intensity. I don't know. Being intense. See, <laughs> I love when it's like intensity. The uh. The gosh, what the the uh, intensity, the action of action of being intense. I don't fucking know. Intensity is a noun, but being in an intense is a uh, oh my gosh, uh, ad, ad, adjective. Yeah, adjective. You're describing something, so it probably would just say intensity, being intense. See. Intense, and then you go to intense, and you look that up, and that might have a picture of in Kurt Angle, but a picture that was taken before and put in there before maybe two thousand and let's say not nine. He was still having some good matches, but he was in a little shitty company. I mean, the WWE—they just fucking weigh you down until you die. Which brings me to the John... I don't know why I'm talking about Kurt Angle and shit. I was just... Oh, it's not just how bad some guys are. Like... When I didn't to talk. But I do want to just finish up on the tonsil stone thing. Eventually, I had to take Q, Q-tips and, you know... Got rid of my gag reflex just to... Uh, be able to... You know, because you kind of have to... You have to take one Q-tip to, like... Basically, there are little crevices in your tonsils. And sometimes little food gets in there, or bacteria, whatever, anything. My doctor at the time thought it was, um, I, was, I told him I had heartburn. And then, you know, now I try not to take that shit as much, because once you take heartburn medication, like, every day, even if you don't need it, it starts to fuck with your stomach. But, um, he was like, oh, you must have, um, he's an Indian doctor. But he doesn't, I don't know, he spoke fucking, he just spoke, he had not English, he didn't have like, he wasn't like, hello, nice to meet you, you know, he was like, uh, you know, I'm going to give you a meprazole, because at night, you must, there must be seeping into your tonsil stones, and then what happens, I'm not, I'm not trying to gross you out, it doesn't calcify, it's not like a stone, like, it's not like a actual stone, they just call it that, like, it's not a kidney stone, which is like a rock. How the fuck does that even form? Is it calcified whatever deposits? I don't know. But a, t- a tonsil stone, eventually, as it's, it like sits in the pocket, and then it just grows into a little... It forms into a little, like, ball that is the shape of the crevice, and you can get them out of there by using Q-tips. I don't have to do it as much anymore. 
because uh, you lost weight and um, once you know about it, you get, you know, like you, you check them every day. But, uh, and I was like, you know, it's probably from smoking and not, well, and maybe being overweight. I'm sure that's what the heartburn was from, you know? Um, I told my mom that I thought I was getting, I got sick from snoring too much one night, but I couldn't say, well, yeah, I took some Xanax and when I take Xanax, I snore a lot. I've snored very heavy. Um, so she's like, I think you have sleep apnea. Do you, do you want to borrow my mask? Like my my sister, my oldest sister has it, where she would stop like just because you know you're when you're sleeping when you're sleeping in a certain angle and your fucking neck like has like a is like having a um your neck is as as if as if you had like a tire around it for maybe a small wheelbarrow and so there's not really much air when especially if your your chin is down oh. You know, you can't breathe, so you stop breathing in the middle of the night. And I kind of always wanted, 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 I wanted to try one of those masks, so I did. My mom let me try it one night. You put that fucking thing up your nose, and it's like, just like this constantly, constant, weird, it's too much. It was too much for me. I was like, I can't sleep. It's like making my throat dry, and, you know, just constant air being... Well, I tried taking one out of the, one of the two, uh, whatever, little nose plug things out. It just, eventually I was like, my, you know, take this back. I don't, I cannot wear this. Okay. If, if I, if it, if it comes to find out that I do have sleep apnea, then I will use it. But I'm not going to use it and be annoyed by it, not be able to sleep, um, until I know that maybe I might die in my sleep. But you can change that by, you know, eating healthier and, um, exercising. The best time to exercise in your whole entire life, especially if you always want to have, like, when I was 17 to 19, I started, you know, first I just started doing little dumbbells in my room, because that's all I had, and, um, I would do three sets of 10, so, left bicep, one to the no, one to ten. Right bicep, ten. Left bicep, ten. Right, ten. Left, ten. Right, right, ten. That's three sets of ten. Or three, yeah, three, yeah. You're doing three sets on each arm. Ten, uh, ten pumps. And then I would do like you know above the head, maybe uh, three three sets of ten of that. Biceps, my um, my uh, quadriceps. No, your uh, quadriceps. That muscle that makes your neck look bul- like bulge out, which I never really had that, you know. But my forearms have always maintained definition, even though I'm not I'm not one of those people where you can't see my veins through my hand. I just have so much skin on my hand that you can't see the veins. Some people got veiny ass fucking hands. I know this lady who has a toe. One of her toes is literally. The, the the bone, like, if you look at your big toe and you feel the outer, let's say you're touching your right toe, as I am right now, you're touching the outer, I know, I'm sure women, if you're women are listening to this, ever, they know that, you know, sometimes it's called a bunion or whatever, but there's like a little bone if you're rubbing right at the base of your big toe. Now, it's like that bone, this woman's big toe is crossed over her feet, all over the, her other toes, and is protruding as if someone just took our big toe, pulled it up, and then put it back down, like, at a 45-degree angle. It's so disgusting. And she got a, well, not disgusting, I mean, it's a, it's a, uh, you know, it's I don't I don't know if it's from wearing I don't think it's from wearing heels. I mean, this lady's kind of crazy, but you know, she wouldn't go to it's what ha, it's, it eventually started affecting her. You know, she complained about how her um, her uh, quad or quad no, your her uh, calves were hurting, and you know, I did I, I felt a couple I felt I think she just wanted me to touch a leg, but I did feel like where what should be maybe. You know, you'd think you there should be a muscle there, but and I don't know, man. I'm sure men and women are different, but hers there was like a lump. So I think she was like trying to 
And then she said the other one hurt more. So, oh no, she goes, well, my left knee, like, was the one that seemed more fucked up. But they said my right knee actually showed that it was worse. And I was like, oh, that's weird. But maybe it was because, like, her left knee became, um, you know, started having, you know, started having pain because it was making up for the other side, you know, the other bad, bad, you know, knee or leg or whatever foot. I mean, it's all like all together. God, Charlie Sheen opens up about addiction. He's been sober one year and four months. I don't count days. All I know is I would love to say 2012. I mean, that was when I really at least started putting in an, an attempt to get off drugs. But um, like 2011, yeah, in the summer, I broke up my girlfriend. I moved back in with my mom because I proved I proved to her. First test was like, you can come up to Maine with us for a week. And because my girlfriend was like, I don't know, there's one day they were going to the beach. And her friend Kim's like, Steve, do you want to come to the beach with us? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And my own girlfriend was like, no, he's not coming. <laughs> no, it's, and I knew why. Because they weren't even going to the beach. I mean, they probably planned on it, but when you see your gir- your girlfriend and her older sister who's dumb as fuck and addicted to heroin they're all addicted to heroin and you're not anymore you're trying to get off all that shit um I'm sorry Trivago guy oh the Trivago guy who's like hey he got arrested for a DUI Williams wanted to have a mental assessment why because he was drunk and was like this is my life my wife's over. I'm not going to be on the Trava- Truvaga commercials anymore. Oh, no. Whatever, man. You know, everyone... A DUI can happen to anyone, okay? Everyone drinks and drives. A fucking... The, if, if a bar is a parking lot next to it... What, what are you... What are you supposed to drive there and go... Hi. I'd like to have one beer, and then after that, one more beer, and then I'm going to be going home. No. You drink even if you're you're not like a binge drinker, like uh, I was. I mean, when when you get a DUI, they have to find any way to to say that you're an alcoholic and you need well, just even outright. It's like, well, if you're willing to drive drunk, you're you're, you're an alcoholic. I mean, but then again, it it, it part it's partly true because while many people do drive drunk, there are other people that are like, fuck that, man, that shit, like. I don't. I can't get a DUI. Nowadays, you have Ubers. So back in 2008, though, when I was celebrating my birthday, there was a cover band on playing, and they played Mr. I'm Mr. Brightside. And I was jamming out, hanging out with kids I worked with. I think I got set up on a date that night, but I eventually just kind of abandoned her because I wasn't feeling it. But... No, 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 actually, I hung out with her because she she was in the car with me when I got pulled over and got a DUI, and then she bailed me out, and I made a very good effort to pay her back. Oh, I didn't make an effort. I did pay her back because I was like, that was so nice of you, you know. For some reason, it wasn't... Normally, it's like 40 bucks, but this was like 150 Why? I don't fucking know, but all I did know was that I needed to get the fuck out of there. So that was my first DUI, and I just, you know, it's like, I, I have this philosophy that if the end result is the same, is the same no matter whether you get upset or if you just stay calm, usually staying calm is the better option, especially when you're getting arrested for a DUI. So like, you know, I always say that, like, look, if the end result's going to be the same, you can either whine and cry until it happens... Or you can accept that it's going to happen and just accept it. And it's much easier when the time comes because you've already accepted it. So, you know, the guy's like, oh, sir, license or registration? Where are you coming from? I'm like, oh, I just left the bar. And literally, it was like not even a mile down the road. And I wanted to say, you know where I'm coming from. When I walked out the fucking door, I was at least sober enough to realize that there was a cop a police officer standing at the front door 
um, you know, just making sure everyone left at the right time. Now, if your whole, the whole point of you taking drunk drivers off the street is to protect the public from us, then why didn't that officer say, sir, you look a little too drunk? I mean, because when that band was playing, I think I, I, uh, I fell into the microphone stand, which hit the drum set. It wasn't a big, it wasn't like the music stopped and everyone was like, <gasps> gasp, and looked at me. You know, it was just fucking, oh, look at that drunk idiot, fucking in the band. I'm like, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, ha, ha, ha. All right, time to leave. And I left with the girl, and, um, you know, the guy, at the, the cop at the front door should have been like, dude. Uh, I've been watching all night. You, you know what I mean. Like, instead of saying, "I don't think you should be driving tonight," do you have anyone else that can drive your car? Or can you call a taxi? Because um, you know, if, I, if it was me, I'd be like, "Bro, you're gonna get pulled over." You know that, right? I don't know how, but like, how my friends were drunk, but I just, I always overdid it. You know what I mean? And there's always a reason, not a reason for everything. There's not like, there's not a god out there that, you know. Writes down notes. All right, this guy did this, so I've got a. There's a reason. Got to be a reason for it. But what I'm, it's like, you know, like karma. Karma. There's no karmatic energy out there. There's no magical. Ooh, you you said this one day. Pff, that's gonna come back to you. Here's the magic potion. Now you've got karma. No, karma is like is brought back to you because of the way you treat other people. Eventually, if you treat them like shit, you're are, you're going to get treated like shit back. And it's going to come back to you twofold. But me, you know, just fucking being a cocky little arrogant 22-year-old. It was my uh, 22nd birthday. And, you know, so anyways, the cop pulls me over and like, all right, so we're going we're gonna to pull you, we're going to have you do a few, few field sobriety tests. And I was just like, whatever, dude. All right, yeah, yeah, let's do them. And I think he had me, he did like, you know, put your head back, touch your nose, touch your nose. I kept, and I passed like all of that shit. And then when it came to the, he was like, all right, now I want you to walk. And I go, dude, what, can, can we just cut the games? I'm drunk. Handcuff me. Put my hands out. And he's like, well, you know, sir, this gives you an opportunity to go, I'm drunk. Okay. Hey, I'm drunk. I'm not going to play the little games and walk around and be your little fucking monkey. Will you watch me go? Who? Let me monitor you and test you. No. I, okay, bro. The last time I took a test was in high school. At that time, last time I took a test was like in, when I was in uh, college, and I aced that shit. That was one of a um, survey of the fine arts where I had to fucking. Sorry, Chicago officers punch drag high school student. Uh, yeah, you didn't have to hold his arms back. That's like a wrestling move. Jesus, look up Daniel Bryan head stomp. He picks up your arms. Are you laying on your stomach? He pulls the arms behind your fucking back and then kicks your head into the mat. And even though it's, you know, fake, that shit, you know, he's doing it with conviction. You got to make it look real, bro. So it's not so much that it's fake. It's just that, like, okay, this, this hurts, but, you know, not every stomp is, like, Connecting, he's not drilling his. He's not like stepping in through through the other wrestler's head. But yeah, that's kind of fucked up, dude. The police department can't come in because of all. Yeah, there's a lawsuit against them. I mean, come on, cops. It used to be that they did grow up. I guess I gotta get back to the uh, fucking. I was talking about karma. So like for me, basically, I got you know I just I got arrested. And then I'll talk about police officers nowadays coming from, like, either either they came home from Afghanistan or they came from these, like, universities. They went to college and then they went to a police school and then they got shipped off to another city where it used to be, you know, Officer fucking Joe. Like, hey, there's Joe. You You know, Joe cared what you lived in the community. Officer Joe fucking, you know... If he caught you, if he knew you, saw you and your friends every day, kind of knew what you were up to, and he caught you with a little bit of, you know, caught you guys drinking in the woods, he'd say, pour it out, go home, I'll drive you home. Actually, we did have a cop that did that once. She was trying to, like, you know, keep us off the streets. And this was me when I hung out with my troubled friends, and 
<laughs> she didn't. I've talked about ADD Dave before, and I think this officer thought, I, I will get back to the karmatic thing, um, or to my, my DUI, whatever. Anyways, I got a DUI, and I got fucking bailed out, okay? But, yeah, I, you know what I mean? Just just man up to it. You're going to get caught either way. You can deny everyone's like, why didn't you, why did you take the breathalyzer? You could have fought that and got because then they take your license away for six months, motherfucker. Okay? Mine, I got mine back in 15 days, and then you go to court, and then they take it away. Then the registry takes it away for like 45 days or something. So that, you know, it was a rough period, but I always I made my way to work. End of that story. Now back to police officers. No longer see, like I like, you know, back in the day, even the 80s, 90s. Even the early 2000s, when I grew up in my hometown, like, the sergeant was my father's best friend. Oh, no, the lieutenant. I don't know the difference. Like, lieutenant, I think, is one uh, one higher. Um, sergeant Smith. But wait, Lieutenant Smith? Yeah, I don't know. I think he was a sergeant. I moved up to lieutenant. All right, it's 9-10. I've got to end this soon. I'm going to end this on this note. If you're a police officer out there... Get to know the people around you in your hometown. Don't don't commute. Don't don't commute to the town that you're serving. Okay. I actually had a, a kid who um I went to high school with. Who's now a town cop. He doesn't fucking go around. You know he lives in his community. He loves his community. And his uh, younger sister actually. Me, at first, me, me and him, like, didn't ever got along. We, we used to, like, one, one time we were going to meet up and fight when I was, like, 13 and he was 14, but he never came. And, you know, I was just stupid, you know what I mean? And that, that, that that's what you got to be careful who you hang out with because that, like, that rap, that rap, you know, like, for a while, even some of my newer friends who were just, you know, like lighter versions of these other kids because when that police officer took us out for lunch like dinner one night she took us to like the fucking like uh outback or something i didn't even i felt weird ordering food it was like me let's see one two three me and three other guy kids me david derek and maybe this kid ryan my buddy ryan and um now derek could behave and be normal and you know you know, got a lot of girls, and I was always like, "Why? Why do the girls like him? What's, you know, he, he like, he's cute. I'm handsome. Wouldn't a girl want to date a handsome man?" And then I soon realized that a lot of the girls he was dating, or a lot of girls that I thought I liked, were not were just like, weren't even my type. You know what I mean? Like, I realized, oh, that's not the girl I should be dating. So then I found my first ever girlfriend, Laurie. And that that began my phase of dating all girls with the, with that whose names begin with L J. Wait, no. L J. Okay, yeah, Carrie's, Katie's, Caitlin, but that was a C. But still, um, oh my God, fucking Laurie, Kelly, another Carrie, two Carries, a Katie, a Caitlin. Um, let's see, after Laurie, there was old Taryn, I never dated her, but Kelly was my two-year, Kelly I dated for two years, Laurie I dated for like three, and we really should have just broken up and stayed broken up when she went off to college, because, you know, I feel bad, sometimes I think back and I'm like, was I verbally abusive? Yeah, pretty much, yeah, I mean, but then again, like, the first month of dating, you know, this is my first, I was in, I was infatuated with this girl. I, you know, and I was just still a little skateboarder, and I think she just, what she liked about me was that I was different, you know, and she knew my oldest sister, because they were in the same grade, and that's when I started getting mad at my sister, because my sister's friend Allison, this little chunky, her, her, she was, she was like, not like, well, like big fat fat, you know what I mean, but just chunky, and almost so chunky, and I think this was just the way her parent, one of her parents must have had smaller eyes, but it looked like someone was constantly pushing her cheeks up into her eyes. And I think she had a little bit of a crush on me. So, like, 
my sister, and then my sister was, no, like, out to get me, but, you know, would tell Allison that I, oh, he still plays with his action figures, <laughs> and I'm like, no, at that point, I finally said, all right, well, for one, I had already quit playing with my guys, as I said in the, uh, if you actually start listening to every episode, if you can actually get through these recordings, I talk about how I used to call my action figures my guys, or, hey, you want to play guys today? Me and my cousin. Stevie, want to come over and play guys? Yeah, 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 I'll be right over, because, like, you you know, your friend would always have that one action figure that you didn't have, and you would have the one that they didn't have, and, you know what I mean, and, uh, so you'd, like, share your figures, you'd trade them, and sometimes you'd be like, dude, I want that action figure back, I didn't say you could have it. Spawn action figures are really cool. I know I talked about that recently. That's what actually influenced a lot of my artwork and the way I draw now. My sketchy, lot of lines, lots of detail. But anyways, um, ADD Dave, this woman thought, you know, she was just doing a good deed. But it, and she had to, like, make... I gotta ask your parents to make sure that I can bring you guys out to eat. Hold on, I'm taking a sip of my coffee. And the whole ride there... I think we were like, can we put in our CD? And she was just like, yeah, yeah, put it in. It's fucking die cast. You must unlearn what you have learned. I will not. You know, just fucking like ultimate, like one of the first really good hardcore bands out of Massachusetts besides... I don't know, like Hope Conspiracy. Oh no, they were from Baker, Bakersfield, California. Uh, why did I think Hope Conspiracy was from Boston? I don't know, but you, you know, she's like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then my friend just kept like screaming, and ADD Dave was, but you know, flipping around in the back seat, and she's like, "Jesus Christ, David! If you don't fucking sit still, I'm gonna turn this car around!" Like she, <laughs> she thought she had the patience. And then I think at that point she realized she probably went back to the station and was like, "Yeah, guys, you know that those group of kids that walk around all the time at all hours of night, yeah, they're fucked. Okay, they're, they're, we're gonna we're probably gonna be arresting them in the in the near future." But me, um, and, and of course they did, mostly Dave and, and I know Dave. Dave like wanted. To, I swear to God, in first grade when I first met him. Um, that was when I, yeah, that was when I first made, met him and Brendan. And they lived right down the street from each other. And they were already friends. So, um, we became a unit. And then I met my friend Ryan a little bit later on. Third, third grade, I think. Fourth, fourth grade, I know, is when we became really, really best friends. But, uh, my friend Carvel, I swear to God, in first fucking grade, when they were like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I was like, uh, I want to be a... Wrestle? No, I didn't say wrestler yet because I wasn't into it. I, I don't know. It was fucking first grade, but I do remember this. He raises his hand. He goes, "I want to be a criminal." <laughs> and the little teacher was like, "Um, no, David, that that's not that's not like a thing." He goes, "No, no, I want to be a criminal when I grow up." And guess what? He grew up to be a criminal. I don't, I don't know. I guess some. It's just in some people's genes. I guess I don't know. I mean, you. Uh, his parents. It was funny because they weren't even. It was like. Because I think, yeah, just, yeah, last night when I was recording, I talked about how all of my troubled friends all had divorced parents. Yet this kid, his parents eventually got divorced, and his mom kind of had a crush on my dad. It's actually funny that his dad thinks, or asked one of the sister's um, husbands, who I I know, you know, he's a ton. His his parents were also friends of my parents, and he has um, a, younger, a younger sister who played basketball with my sister, softball, whatever. But he married one of the sisters, the hottest one, who cheats on him or cheated on him. At least I've, I've, I knew of. I had to fight the kid she cheated on him with because of something else. I think I've told that story before. But anyways, Courtney, yeah, she was the fucking, oh my God, she was hot. And, uh, but, you know, then she had two kids and just, you know, was like, yeah, I'll just stay with this kid because he's got money and a house and blah, blah, blah. But, um, David always wanted to, oh, his, like, you know, it it seemed like his parent. oh, oh, no, I was saying his, his dad, because his dad kind of knew, like, that his mom, the wife had the, his wife, 
Although they didn't even talk. They, every time he'd come up, you fuck you, you fucking piece of fucking fuck, fuck shit, fuck, fuck. That's all they did. That's all they did was swear and fight. So they were basically divorced. You know, my friend like came from a very fucking just wild home. You know what I mean? Um, and those kids tend to seek each other out. But his father actually thought that the youngest son was like he thought that was like my my father like. My father was the father of his youngest son, the youngest one, Derek. And I wanted to go, oh, dude, you, you, you realize that my dad hadn't, my dad hadn't even met, like I wasn't even, first off, Derek's what, maybe three years younger than me, I think, because he's like a couple years older than my sister. So yeah, three years younger than me. So for him, my mother would have had met him when I was, what, like three years old. It just, it didn't make any sense. And I'm like, how does, how the fuck would he think that? Because I didn't meet David or my father never met, you know, their, their mother until Derek, the kid was already alive. He was already been born. He was just a little chunky. And, you know, guys just, you know, when guys get older, they start thinking they're piecing things together. And really, they're just entering the first stages of fucking early, early onset Alzheimer's or something or insanity. I don't fucking know. But he said it at it was someone's wake. I mean, it was a grandmother's or because or one of the, you know, one of the brothers, Richie, Richie was the dad. And he was he was a good guy. You know, he just he just. Very, uh, just, just not, not a talkative guy, you know, very quiet, but he's where, um, and then the mother, I mean, she had a pretty crazy upbringing, and like I said, I shouldn't really be putting other people's business out there, but fucking David, ADD Dave is not ever going to hear this, he's probably either still in jail, telling people that he grew up in, oh yeah, I'm from Salty, dude, I met this kid, and he was like, wait, he told you were, you know he told me he was in jail with my you know with my friend my friend David told me like yeah I was in jail with this kid this kid tried telling him that I ratted him out to get him kicked out of a sober house the kid wasn't paying he hadn't paid rent for three months because his the whole plan was he was gonna move you know go there and his girlfriend was in the woman's sober house and she was gonna pay for him to live you know pay his weekly rent which was 150. Pay hers, which was one fifty, and that's a lot of money. And I think she paid it once, and then was just like, and it was one fifty a week. And I wanted to be like, bro. First off, we got caught using together, and the only reason they let me stay was because I I, I always paid my rent. There was never a time where I was late. You know, I had the money, and like that's the reason you got kicked. Dude, I would have got kicked out if I. It wasn't like, you know, they took me and the other... We both were sitting right there getting yelled at. And that was when they were like, dude, to the other kid, you gotta go. But that kid was kind of funny. Because he, uh... His name was what, Matt Carey? But he always told me, like, yeah, dude, my dick's nine inches long. And I got a metal plate in my hand, so, like, I'm so tough that I can knock someone out, like, with one point. I wanted to be like, dude, let's go fight in the right now in the backyard. You know what I mean? I, I wanted to fight him just to prove to him, like... You know, because one time when, he, when we, he, we walked over to the woman's house, which is about a mile and a half away, it was a pretty good, pretty good walk. No, like it was like two or three miles because it took us 45 minutes to walk there. And that's about two miles. So we get there and she was like, I just tried to stay back. And I think he was just trying to talk to her like, baby, I want you back. I want you back. And I remember originally I was like going to hook up with her and thank God fucking we, that never happened because this kid would have been devastated or been after me um but then she also had this other boyfriend that like um i remember that kid i'm like i sat next to her at a meeting once and like they weren't even dating anymore like this is a totally another guy so this girl was a whore without all the pimples on her face she was hot but she had so many pimples it looked like she had been picking her face since puberty um but one kid was like everyone's like yo dude Yo, that's that dude said he wants. He's like gonna, he might jump you. Just, just heads up. I go, all right. Tell him to fucking come over here right now. Dude didn't say a word. And I made, I even made sure to like walk by him, close enough to let him know 
that I know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, I know what's up. And then eventually, I think I walked by him once, and he like, like looked at me like I could almost like in my peripheral vision see his face being like, huh, what the fuck is he gonna do? And then like, 20 minutes later, dude comes up to me. Yo, what's up, bro? My name's Raw. Whatever the fuck his name was. My name's Raw. I'm like, yeah, yo, what's up, man? My name's Steve. Yeah, um, listen, I think it was a misunderstanding. It's like, you know, dude, everyone wants to talk shit until it comes time to, you know, deal with talking shit. Okay, you don't talk shit unless you can back it up. And a lot of the times, now, could that dude, maybe, maybe if we got in a fight... I don't know, maybe, see, normally, I, I fight until I win, or I fight until, I don't ever just go, stop, okay, I'm done, there is no, there's no, like, I'm done, you know what I mean, there is fighting until the other guy, if the uh, if the other person's winning, um, or if you're just, like, tired or something, you're just like, alright, I'm fucking done, dude, you know, that's why it's good to have other people there, but some people just give up, when they're like, damn, I can't knock this, mu-. my head's so big and thick, and uh, my jaw is... I don't have that glass jaw thing. <clears throat> you, you can punch me seven times in the head and I'll still come back and win, motherfucker! That was a very good fight. I performed very well. And I've already talked about this fight in detail. Well, no, I was going to tell the full story one time because it might have to take a whole episode to detail how it went as far back as my a MySpace incident messaging a girl to then... This this guy, it just, it, it's a long story, but the fight was awesome. And I felt good about it. But it also alienated me from a lot of people. And then the kid who I didn't, not even the kid I fought, but the kid who I definitely had a grudge against me, and it wasn't from that, it didn't stem from that night with any, it had nothing to do with that night. All It was all to do with jealousy about girls that he liked, and or girls that he became friends with that... Whatever, bro. Sorry if they like me more than you. You're a big, ugly, skinhead-looking motherfucker who sends dick pics to girls. And there was even one night where he sent a girl a dick pic. And know what it did? She was laying right next to me. My friend Jess. I mean, my friend, uh... Uh... Joss. You know what? As long as you don't use their last name, it don't matter. She wakes me up. And I think I've, I, I did, I know I've said this on another episode where I've, I've talked about this, you know, this guy. And she's like, look what Ed just sent me. There's a picture of his fucking, I'm like, wow, what the fuck did you wake me up to show me dick for? And his dick's fucking huge, too. And it was only like, but it was his, di- his dick laying on a table with a line of cocaine next to it. And it was like, want some of this? Or like, which one do you want? And then, guess what, Eddie boy? That made her, I don't know if it made her horny, I think she put, you know, because she, she was the type who would, like, entice someone to do that, just for laughs. I mean, a lot of, guys, if you're listening, girls do not like dick pics, okay? Especially the unsolicited ones, and know what they do if they are asking you for a dick pic? It's because they're in a room with their friends, and they're showing their friends your little pathetic dick. And going, oh my god, he actually sent it. Like, God, it's it's not the same. I mean, a girl might, like, be just to be in the moment. Like, you know, if she's sending you some sexy pictures and she's rubbing, rubbing herself. Like, you know, it might be like, yeah, send me your dick, whatever. I've never sent one. Or if someone asked me to, I'd send them a big, like, the most outrageous looking cock I, it, picture I could find on the internet. Because it's stupid. So stop doing that. But anyways... All it, because half the time, if the, if the girl's not with her friends, she's with a guy like me and ends up hopping on my dick because you just sent her a dick pic and I don't, she got a guy next to her. So she doesn't need you anymore. And that was the first time me and this girl ever hooked up. And you know what? We I could lay next to, I would, I could, see, this is the other thing I want to tell, teach young men. You got, you have to learn how to be friends with women. Okay. Don't go out. Like, me and this girl, Jess, used to go out all the time to the bar. And we were kind of like wingmen. Or wing, she was like my wingwoman. Because people would look at us. And I, this is like probably a sign. You could probably prove this scientifically. When a woman, 
looks at a guy with a girl, a beautiful girl. Jess was very sexy, and she still is. She's got a beautiful daughter. Um, she's doing well. You know, I'm not going to get into like her personal life or anything, but they would kind of be like, "Oh, is that guy with her? Oh, damn! If he, if he, if, if he must have something if he can get with her, and you know, whatever." Not, not not saying that I'm ugly and I couldn't get girls on my own, but this helped because then, like sometimes a guy would come over and it helped her out because the guy would be like, "Yo, is that girl with that dude? What the fuck? What? Why ain't I with that dude? I mean, why? <laughs> or maybe they were saying that. Why ain't I with that girl? Huh? And and another thing, stop being jealous. Don't when you go to the bar and you see a guy like. Look at that dude. He's probably, he's probably on steroids. Look at that douchebag. Fucking nice t-shirt. When really you should be like, wait. Like, like oh, well, look at that dude. Yeah, he's, he's probably got, you know, those, he's probably paying those girls to hang out with him. Don't think like that. Be like, what can I do? How can I look like that? Or how can I, like, what can I do to be like that? I'm not saying idolize the dude that you don't even know, but instead of being like, yeah, fucking fag. That guy's stupid with a fag, and then you end up like fighting him at the end of the night. Just be cool, bro. Make friends. Go to another. Go to you know what? Go to a city by yourself, and go to the just walk. Go out on a Friday night. Find a little local pub. Like Denver was easier. Hawaii, there's no bars. Hawaii was just more about sunsets and eating. Fuck, I gotta get in the shower. Um, but what I wanted to say is just, guys, learn how to be friends with women, okay? Because I've had, oh god, even this girl, oh my god, she could be a model, and for the longest time, you know, she would hang out. You know, she'd come visit me. We'd sleep in the same bed. Yes, I'd be very tempted to just want to pull her clothes off and have sex with her. But I mean, then like the next morning, she'd take a shower and be like, "Hey, look at my one of touch my boobs," and I would just, yeah. Touching a little boobs. They're very, very, ooh, very, I like them. They're natural. Thank you. And then, so anyways, what do you want to do today? You know what I mean? Shit like that. It, eventually, there's going to come a time where they're going to go, you know what? Like, she said this to me once. Look, I don't want to, I don't want to kiss. I don't want to fuck. I just want you to eat me out tonight, okay? And I was like, fuck yeah. I love eating pussy. But, and you know, and I figured, you know what, once I'm down there, she'll want to fuck. Because I just happened to, uh... Look, you can call you know, some guys like, yo, dude, I give the... Oh, I, I'm the best at sex. I'm the best at this. But they've, like, never even, like... They've had a girl maybe go, ah, ah, ah. Okay, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I came. Oh, that was so good. Yeah, man, yeah, baby, yeah. Like, bro, she lied to you. But when you actually make a woman squirt for 45 fucking minutes, you know you're doing something right. And, um, so, yeah, usually that's why I was never really into, like, bro, yo, tonight I'm getting my dick sucked. Nah, man, it was, I was more about, like, yo, I want to just, like, kiss a girl, maybe, you know, play with her little pussy, or monk, play with her monkey a little bit, eat her out, and then fuck her. Because to eat a girl out, you got to have their pants off. But if they're sucking your dick, you might come real quick. Or it might, you know, you might, it's going to get in their mouth or on your jeans. And you're like, fuck, i got to go back to the party. And it's just like, it just seems very degrading. I don't know. Like, you're, you're spewing the shit that you're spewing it, like, either all over them or all over yourself or into their mouth. And that, to me, is just... You know, I get off. I actually get, like, it pleasures me. I get hard. I I turn on hard <laughs> when when I go like to, to, when I know that I'm pleasuring a woman and I can hear her moaning and fucking grabbing my head. Oh yeah, right there, right there. Oh my god, oh my god. That is like there's been times where, like when I was in Palm Springs, I got whiskey dick. Um, it wasn't like that at first. But because we were, you know, we're down in this fucking pool area. It's 4.30 a.m., but there's, like, guys walking around. And we, you know, I, I at least I got it in when we were in the pool. And then I'm like, 
right, let's go back to the hot tub. Trying to, you know, and then it fucking, my dick went down. And I was like, all right, just let me go back to eating you out for a second. Hold on, just give me a sec. As I'm eating her out, she's like, oh my God, just fuck me. Just put it in. And this girl went from being like a school teacher with a little glasses, quiet jean skirt on, purple Lakers shirt to just fuck me already. Just put it in. Oh my God. Oh, oh. And I wanted to just be like, yo, can I just like finish you off this way? I've done that before with other girls. If I'm, if I feel like my dick's 80% and it's like, you know what? Rather than try, you know, I want to give you the full experience. I'm giving you the full Steve's world experience. So I would just be like, I would just eat them out until they came. I did that to my friend Jess, Jess, who I met when I was 13. She was 18 and I was jacked off about, you know, I'd ask her what color she was, underwear she was wearing on uh, AOL Instant Messenger. And what do you know? Fucking... Jesus, 15 years later, I fucked her. So, be patient, fellas, okay? Don't, you don't have to get laid every night. You don't, and you can go out with a girl and be friends with her. You can sleep in a bed with a girl. And, like, that, have, actually, you know what? I used to prefer hanging out with girls than guys sometimes. Because, for one, you're hanging out with a girl. Girls are hot. They're cool. They're different perspective on things. And, fucking, they're just, you know, why, why would you want to be around a bunch of guys? So, I mean, obviously, you know, I like hanging out with my, um, oh, this little motherfucker, this is the one that fucking burnt churches, 21-year-old Matthew Holden, Holden Matthews? Hey, folks, you gotta stop naming your kids, like, fucking dumbass shit. Look, now, I don't even have time to shower now, I'm just gonna have to put on a new pair of underwear, maybe give myself the, uh, Spanish, they used to call it the, the, uh, Spick, spick shower, which is when you um you wash yourself in the in a in a the sink. But that is a very racist. It's not racist, but it's prejudiced term. Okay, and that's another thing, folks. Stop calling people racist if they're being prejudiced. Okay. Even if you want to say, "Oh, racist," you can't be racist against white people. Well, you can be prejudiced, motherfuckers. You can be prejudiced against black people, but not necessarily racist. You know? There's a difference. All right, guys. Um, yo, it's fucking what? Friday? Yo, it's Friday. Enjoy your weekend. Guess what I get to do? Work the next three. Today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Today, 10 to 6. I got fucking 25 minutes to get there. So I'm going to end on that note. I hope we touched upon some very interesting subjects. I think this was a good one because I didn't forget to finish any stories. What do you know? So maybe all right, pretty soon I'll the next all right the next episode I promise will be the official story of Dick Pick Ed, the the sicko pedophile creep who used to molest his younger sister and has probably still holds a grudge against me. And has never been in a fight, real fight in his life. He cheap shotted me as I was choke holding. You know, I, I, I just wanted to end the fight. So I stopped. It was ended. And I looked up. And I could just tell by the look in this kid's eyes that he was coming at me again. So, shwabash! Threw him in a chokehold. Fell back on the kid, the guy Ed. Dick pick Ed's bed. And he's like, if you guys get blood in my room, you're both dead. And I'm going to be like, yeah, okay, bro. We, we, we would both TP the living shit out of you. Even though he's like six fucking four, six five, but that doesn't mean shit. Okay, most guys that are, the reason that they've this guy and he doesn't go to the gym or anything. He's just naturally big. And I offered him. I go, bro, I'll, I'll fucking pick you up. We don't have to talk. I'll drive you to my backyard. We'll fight. No one needs to be there. And whoever wins wins. And if I win, I'll drive you home. Right? Let's do that. No, why don't you come down to uh, whatever? I don't want to say the um. You know, I, I don't. I just. I don't want people to really know my my uh, areas. But he would like tell me to come to the bar that he, him, and all his friends hang out with. Yeah, okay. Let me come down there so I can get jumped because you can't fight a fight. He only. He only would beat up like this kid who was kind of like 
kind of like a crack baby, you know, just kind of slow and weird. Yeah, this kid, like, idolized this uh, older kid, Ed. And the kid Ed fought, like, would punch him in the face once. Yeah, real tough dude. <laughs>